Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPNU, and the ESPN app. She is Michelle Smallman. She tripped on the way in yet again today. You yeah. didn't see it. You <laughs> were in makeup. She tripped again, yeah. CC. He is Chris Canty. He but is I got to give her some grace, though. She got on the big girl shoes That's today, right. though. She, I mean, she got That's the right. five-inch heels on. Stiletto pumps she, in the club she, over here. She is now fully indoctrinated as a New Yorker, Ev. She yeah. came to work with the slides <laughs> and switched up with the five-inch pumps when she sat at the decks. Yeah. That is a New York thing if I ever seen it. Congrats, Smalls. You, you are now one of us. Thank you. Thank you. I, f- I feel like a New Yorker. I yeah. feel like a, you know, that movie Melanie Griffith, Working Girl. I just feel like I know the... Did you just call yourself a working girl? Right? I was like, wait you know a minute. What? I don't you're, know. You're a, you're a girl that works. You ain't a working girl. Right. You know I was, what working girl means? I was right yes. there with you, Smalls. Yes, I mean, yes. You went right there, and then yes. you jumped over the edge. Okay, but you know what I'm talking about, that movie from no, the 80s? No, I don't. Now. No, I, I, no, I know what you're talking about. I know the movie Help you're talking out, about. Help me out, people. I got you. I will look I got it up. You. It's, I think it's Melanie Griffith. It is Melanie Griffith. Griffin? Griffith? Griffith? I think it's Griffith. Next thing, Cece, next thing she's going to say, she's like, you know, I'm a pretty woman. I'm sorry, what? Like, that's what she's going to say next. What are you going to do? The, Why how? don't you get your mind out of the gutter, right? Evan? I'm just you saying I am right? a girl that is working. I am here right now. Yeah. I am working for ESPN. I am working for the people. i got the stilettos on. I'm feeling good. Let's go. What's wrong? You're looking at me. Like yes, because you're taking thing. shots at Smalls before we even start the show. We're never, 10 seconds into never, the show. Never would I take shots at Smalls. This is, he, he's on the Aaron Rodgers track right, here. Exactly. Not even four plays in. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm team Smalls all day, every day. All day, every day. Although there is something about Smalls that we're going to get to as the show uh, oh, progresses no. here. Her activities last night are fascinating. I'm going to just tease it. Oh, Where she was last night and what she organizes. There's a little tease on that. It's a place that we probably wouldn't get invited to. You and to. I, no chance <laughs> in it, hell. Got it. Got and it. it's not a girl-boy thing. I'm not saying, I don't care no, about gender. No, we're just not cool enough. Uh, I don't know that we want to be cool enough for this. Yeah. Okay. Just throwing yeah, that out there. Right. Just throwing that okay. out there, Cece. I don't know that we want to be cool enough All for right. Smalls' hangout last night. <laughs> well, uh, news came across yesterday. It's become official. Aaron Rodgers done for the season. And Robert Sala, the head coach of the New York Jets, let us know who his quarterback is going to be. We are going to look through some things, but but I do want to make it very clear. Uh, Zach's our quarterback. We got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity, but we're, we're rolling with Zach and um, and excited for this. Uh, excited for him and like I said, this opportunity that he's going to get. All right, you're going to roll with Zach, the guy that you replaced this offseason, the guy that you desperately thought your roster was good enough to win if you had a quarterback, and that quarterback, of course, was Aaron Rodgers. And many people are saying, like CC has said, best-case scenario, they sneak their way into the playoffs as a wild-card team. Salah doesn't know why. We're doubting them. Let's take a listen. I don't know why people are trying to put an obituary under our, our team name. Um, you know, it's uh, I, Aaron is an unbelievable piece to this whole thing, and, and we love him. But uh, I think there's there's 52 other guys in the locker room, plus the 16 practice squad guys that uh, 
that believe that we can do a hell of a lot of good things here. And, uh, you know, we've got championship caliber defense. We've got great skill guys, uh, great skill guys on the, on the offensive side of the ball. Our O line is going to continue to gel and get better, but, um, uh, we're excited about our group. We've worked hard over the last couple of years, players, coaches, scouts, GM, uh, building a pretty cool organization. And, uh, so there's still a lot of faith in the locker room on the things that we can still accomplish this year. So it's while the outside world can go ahead and write whatever story they want to write, there's, there's still the, the true story being written in this building. I mean, the reason that we've written the obituary is because they told us the number two overall pick in the draft wasn't good enough to to win with this roster. That's why, guys, we're writing the obituary. Well, well, I think they recognize that they have a window where they can compete for a championship because you have a lot of controllable talent on rookie deals. Garrett Wilson on a rookie deal. Uh, Sauce Gardner on a rookie deal. Brees Hall on a rookie deal. All of those guys, key contributors to their win on Monday night. And so I think you want to try to capitalize on that. And they didn't necessarily have time to wait for Zach Wilson to come around and develop into a franchise quarterback because that seemed like that was a slow go. Now, they also didn't give up on Zach Wilson. They Mm -hmm. kept him in the building for a reason. There's still a belief that they can harness his talent and get him to realize his full potential. But while they're waiting on that, they had an opportunity with a two-year window with Rodgers to try to make a run of the chip. So I don't begrudge the New York Jets for what they did in terms of their offseason plan at the quarterback spot. I just think that we have to look at it as a whole and try to understand why they didn't plan around what we all knew was their biggest deficiency, which was their offensive line. Even if you couldn't add from a personnel standpoint, you had to make sure that Nate Hackett did something from a scheme standpoint to protect Aaron Rodgers, certainly more so than allowing him to get hit on the first three snaps, first three dropbacks of the game and him ultimately being out for the season because of that. Now that we're 24 hours removed from this, I'm still processing the fact that Aaron Rodgers is out for the entire season, that this is actually happening for the New York Jets. And I know that Robert Sala has no other option than to have this be the message to the team. They do have a lot of talent. They still do have a chance at this. But the reason that people are putting an obituary under their name, as you mentioned, Evan, is because Zach Wilson was demoted twice last season. Because they went out and got Aaron Rodgers because they did not think Zach Wilson was capable of taking this team to where they need to go. Now, I will say, the more I think about it, I do think we're going to see a different version of him. He went to the school of Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. He's gotten a lot of confidence in the offseason in himself. You you saw it in Hard Knocks. He seems like he's learned from his mistakes last year. We'll just have to see from a talent standpoint if he's able to get it done. Well, let's be clear about one thing. It it had more to do with Zach's overall mentality Mm -hmm. than how he played on the field. Like I'm not sitting here trying to defend Zach Wilson and his performance last year because he had the fifth worst QBR of any passer rating qualified quarterback. But what I will say is when you have all the turnovers that you did in the home game against the Jets and then you say, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out there and throw it around and see what happens. That doesn't necessarily invoke the kind of confidence and accountability that your teammates want the top leadership position in that locker room to have. Mm -hmm. And that's why you saw when Rob Sala made the decision to bench him in favor of Mike White, the guys went to Minneapolis to play the Vikings wearing Mike effing white T-shirts. Yeah. That ain't what you want. When the team is wearing T-shirts with the backup quarterback's image and likeness on it. So I think from a maturity standpoint, what I'm looking for from Zach Wilson has just as much to do with how he relates to his teammates as him being able to read out the progression on the field on dropback plays. I- I've never seen a team and players in my life 
openly campaign against someone on their team like Jets players did against Zach Wilson yeah. last year. Like, they, they literally made it so public, we don't want this guy. You never see that. You never see that in any walk of life. You're never sitting there in an office and an accountant is sitting there in the corner and everybody else is like, we don't want that guy. We don't, like, that's what they did last year. So the Robert Sala spin of, I don't know why everybody's writing the obituary, you did first. So we're following your lead there. And that's the problem here. Well, and I still think that Zach Wilson should be the quarterback. Well, yeah, we're going to lower the expectations. You're not going to compete at a championship level because there's still a lot of growth and development that has to happen with Zach. But I'm not going to sit here and say that that's impossible based on him spending an offseason with Aaron Rodgers and watching an all-time great, a four-time MVP and a Super Bowl champ do and say all the right things to indoctrinate himself not only to a new team and an organization, but to a new fan base in a new city. And so being able to watch somebody that's done it at the highest level, somebody that's going to wear a gold jacket, Mm -hmm. allows you to learn and understand what it takes at that position in order to get everybody to buy in, get everybody on the same page, and be successful. So I do think there is some value to what Aaron Rodgers did in terms of being able to impart some of that wisdom to Zach Wilson. And that's why I've got fingers crossed that even though Aaron Rodgers is going through – this traumatic injury and this grueling rehab that's ahead of him, that he would stick around and help Zach Wilson mentoring him as he goes through the ebbs and flows of a 16, well, a remaining 16-game regular season. I hope that Aaron Rodgers sticks around. I know Robert Sala intimated that yesterday that he hopes to as he rehabs that he's still with the team because I do think that could be tremendous for Zach Wilson this season. Just being able to use him as a sounding board, as a reference point. What are you seeing? Having Aaron Rodgers give the stamp of approval for the Jets for Zach Wilson I think would be huge when he's there. But guys, I don't know if you saw what Garrett Wilson said that Aaron Rodgers said to him after the injury where he said, sorry, kid. That broke my heart. That really, I just feel so badly for Aaron Rodgers, so badly for this Jets team. As a fan, I really wanted to see this play out and it's going to be fascinating to see mentally how the Jets turn. I know they won the game, but how Mm -hmm. they turn the page from here. Small, I floated this out there yesterday, but I want to get your take on it. Do you think that even though Rodgers won't be playing this year, him being around to mentor Zach Wilson would have a positive effect on his legacy, given how he's been perceived in the past by some of his teammates? I think it's a no question, yes, absolutely, because he's done everything right this offseason. He had all of this positive momentum, It's and it was more than us just hearing about it. It was us seeing it in action because we had the cameras there on Hard Knocks, and if that's one thing, he's going to be a Hall of Famer no matter what. No doubt. We, we obviously know no doubt. that. But if that was the one thing, that we really looked at as a negative towards Aaron Rodgers is that maybe he wasn't the consummate teammate. Maybe he could have been better at galvanizing his team and and being more available to the guys. And now even in his darkest moment, he's still there for his team. He's still helping other people. He's still helping Zach Wilson. I think that would be huge for his legacy. Yeah, I I mean, I feel that way because in order for him to close the gap on the all-time greats that are in front of him, the guys that have multiple Super Bowl rings – I mean, I feel like there has to be a part of that narrative to go along with the productivity and the overall accolades on his resume, right? When you think about Tom Brady, when you think about Joe Montana, when you think about Peyton Manning, when you think about Pat Mahomes, those guys have leadership intangibles Mm -hmm. that we all know elevate the people around them. The building is better off with those guys in there, not just because of their talent on the field, but how they relate to everyone. We've never been able to say that about Aaron Rodgers up until this offseason. And so I'm thinking 
there could be that potential for Rodgers to change the narrative around his career, even though he's not on the field in 2023. Legacy would indicate a long period of time. Legacy would indicate 10, 15, 20 years down the line. I think when we look back at Aaron Rodgers' career, we'll never remember this specific moment after the injury because when you brought up those, you brought up Brady, seven. You brought up Montana, four. You brought up Peyton, two. You brought up Mahomes, two. That's what we do. We don't think about how they are to their teammates. We think about the number of Super Bowls they win. Yeah, but nobody's going to question whether or not Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented quarterbacks over the last two decades. The thing that we're always going to ask is, why did he only get to one Super Bowl? Correct. And the reason a lot of people would point to is because this is a prickly personality, because he's more mercurial than most quarterbacks that we see in the National Football League, he has an opportunity to change that this offseason. If the Jets get into the postseason, and Zach Wilson takes a quantum leap in terms of his overall development, then all of a sudden we're going to point to Aaron Rodgers and saying he had something to do with how this Jets team reshaped itself and how they salvaged a guy that was looked at as a bust from being a number two pick from a couple of years ago. I already give him credit on that. I think Zach Wilson is well, more we prepared. Seen, we I know, seen but I think enough. he's more prepared and more mature because of Rodgers' arrival. Yeah. But I don't think that affects legacy. You know what I mean? Like I don't think we look at... Tim Duncan, I don't think we look at differently because of what happened with Kawhi Leonard. Like, he was mentoring Kawhi Leonard, then Kawhi Leonard just said, I don't want to be here anymore. doesn't matter. It's five titles for Tim Duncan. Like, I think with guys like that are that good and that elite, I don't think we look at that. I think in the moment, no question. Give Rodgers all the credit in the world because we had those things. Here's the interesting thing. We all had these questions about Rodgers, the teammate, mm. yet never had the question about Rodgers with Love. Rodgers was phenomenal with, with Love. And a lot of people will tell you the reason he was phenomenal with Jordan Love, Packers quarterback, of course, is because Favre wasn't phenomenal with him. And he learned what not to do. And so he's saying, I want to be better. And that's what everyone says about Rodgers, that he learned what not to do from Favre, and he passed on the positive traits to Love. Yeah, I got to pump the brakes on that one because the noise around the Green Bay Packers ever since they drafted Jordan Love is it only served as a distraction from the development overall of Jordan Love. The reason why the Packers and Rodgers were at odds was because they drafted Jordan Love. With the management, not the two people specifically. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but it, it, it creates this air of being adversarial, even though they're in the same room, even though Aaron Rodgers may be helping him. There are always going to be people, even guys on the team, that question why this dude is here if that means that Aaron Rodgers is going to potentially want out. So in terms of Jordan Love relating to his other teammates that might be in the building, Aaron Rodgers did him no favors by making the stink that he did when they drafted Love. For sure. I I guess what I'm saying is that the relationship – Rodgers has proven with other quarterbacks to be pretty good. To be pretty – there's no knock on him with Zach Wilson – and specific to the relationship with Love, he actually was pretty good. It's all the stuff he ridiculously, in my mind, made about the idea that, okay, he's here. So what? They drafted your replacement. He never actually replaced you until three, four years down the line because Rodgers won a couple of MVPs after that. All right, so Rodgers is out. Who could be in? Could it be the greatest quarterback of all time? We'll get to that next on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPN U, and of course the ESPN app. Mike Tannenbaum joined us yesterday, ESPN NFL front office insider, and you heard the clip there. The thought of maybe the Jets going after Tom Brady, which, by the way, we sparked that conversation with Mike yesterday. We asked him that question. He answered the question. Shannon Sharp was on first take with the great Stephen A. Smith and Molly Karam and brought up the same thing. And everybody's talking about Tom Brady. Listen, I don't think any of us think that Tom Brady is going to come back, at least not for the Jets, maybe for the Raiders as a partial owner of the team. But is Tom Brady one of those guys that just can't play for that team? In other words, he historically did not like the Jets, right? We know that rivalry with the Jets. CeCe, you're a Yankee fan. Put this in your mind for a second. Imagine hypothetically... Derek Jeter is still playing baseball as a free agent, and he signs with the Boston Red Sox. That's absolutely disgusting. I don't want to imagine that, Ev. Why would you even put that in the ether? That's the point. There are certain people in sports, and we want to get your phone calls on this. We want to hear from you because you out there are fans of teams that we are not fans of, and we don't know all of the information on this. At 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, the one player who could never play for that team. Right, So as a Pats fan, I would say Tom Brady could never play for the Jets. It would be tough pill to swallow to see him on the Dolphins, but it's different than playing for the Jets. You have a guy, CeCe? Oh, yeah. My, like my, one of my all-time favorite athletes, Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine Magic Johnson playing for the Boston Celtics. I mean, I'm sitting here watching Winning Time. And I watched yesterday. I, lo- I love it. I love it. And, and all they're saying is when they're getting ready to match up in the 83-84 NBA Finals is – F Boston, and the Celtics are saying beat L.A. Right. I could not imagine Magic Johnson playing for the Boston Celtics. I mean, that's a franchise where Larry Bird is synonymous with the logo, and, and it's just I don't know that that would feel right. You're talking about two teams that played against each other, what, three times in the finals in the 80s with the yeah. Lakers coming on the winning side twice, but between the two of them, seven titles during that decade? There's no way – that you could imagine Magic Johnson going on the other side of that rivalry and playing for Red Auerbach uh, in the Boston Celtics. I, I could never imagine it, that that would happen. It's weird even thinking, people don't remember this, Shaq played for the Celtics. Yeah. People do not remember, it was like a, a cup of coffee with the Celtics. Yeah, he but, called himself the Big Shamrock. But it was. it's weird <laughs> even thinking that. Smalls, you're a huge Cardinals fan. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking about, well, who do you have on that? 
there's there's one player who not only is a Cardinals Hall of Famer, going to be a baseball Hall of Famer, played his entire career in St. Louis, but he rides so hard for that city and that organization. The thought of Yadier Molina playing for the Chicago Cubs, it, it sends a shiver down my spine. St. Louis would burn if Yadier was like, I'm coming out of retirement and I'm going to throw throw on the stripes and play for the Cubbies. We would we would absolutely yeah, it would be die. It would be terrible. It would absolutely be terrible. But do you think the difference here is we bring up Jeter. He played for the Yankees in the entirety of his career. Yachty played for the Cardinals the entirety of his career. Do you think it would be less if Brady went to the Jets because he already went to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl Because technically there? he's going from Tampa to— Yes. No, no. It, it would still—oh, God, it would still feel icky for me. It would still feel beyond weird because then it's like, wait, are you not the guy that I've known for the last 20 <laughs> years? Like, what just happened? I don't know him, but you feel that way, right? Yeah. I mean, like, was it weird for you when Johnny Damon comes over? And he had already been on the Royals, but Johnny Damon goes from the Red Sox to the Yankees. Double-edged sword because you hurt them and you help yourself. But is that weird? Wade Boggs, you have all these guys that play for Yankees and Red Sox. No, it was weird, but Johnny Damon, what he brought to the table, the intangibles, and then just being an all-around hell of a baseball player, I looked at that as this guy is going to help us win a championship. Right. So that, that, that was the biggest thing. It wasn't – I don't think it's weird – when rival players come to your team because yes. they're helping your team, I think it's different when oh, it's I a see. guy yeah. that you've, you've kind of attached to, you've rooted for, and he leaves, and he goes to one of your team's rivals. I think that's that's that that's where it it's becomes such a selfish. That's point. where it becomes it's one of those that. things that's I nauseating. I couldn't imagine. I don't want to imagine it. It just doesn't feel right. But to your point, you think Jets fans, if Tom Brady said, I'm going to come out of retirement and I know I can lead your team to a Super Bowl, Jets fans, as much as they've hated Tom Brady over the years, would welcome him with open arms. It would be the Patriots fans that would feel a type of way about it. Yeah, there's no way that Tom Brady would be invited back to ring the bell before a game. (laughs) Let's just get that clear. If he came to play for the Jets, ain't no way in hell. You're saying if his Bucs career was a Jets career. Yeah. Is he ringing the bell on Sunday? Not only is he Need not, more time not, only is he not ringing probably. the bell, they probably ain't putting him in the ring of honor. You going to go win a championship for our division rival? <laughs> to the, the hell out of here. To the <laughs> point of the the uh, two-sided nature of this. Yeah. If Tom Brady were to be on the Jets, Greeny has probably spent his entire life hating on Tom Brady, the football player, not the person. Yeah. He'd At 10 a.m. Eastern today, when he comes on after us, he'd have a Brady jersey on. You're right. They would embrace him like crazy. Who's the one player that could never play for that team? Because we're sitting here all agreeing. Football-wise, of course it would make sense for Brady, but he couldn't play for the Jets. I mean, for the Jets, but he couldn't play for the Jets at all. All right, let's talk with Sean, who's in South Carolina, listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, I'm going to say, and I know you guys said Shaq, but I'm saying Kobe Bryant, um, when he lost in 08, if he would have went and played with Boston Celtics, um, God rest his soul, I would have. Oh, my God. Uh, nauseating. <laughs> well, and, and Kobe, and thanks for the phone call, Kobe, as we know, did try to get out of L.A., yeah. right? I mean, he tried. There was rumors about the Bulls. There was rumors about a trade to the Pistons. Like, he tried, yeah, but he never tried ulti- to the Celtics. And then they ultimately ended up moving Shaq. <laughs> right. <laughs> Giving control over yeah. the team. And both won after that, obviously. Yeah, yeah, both won yeah. after that. Let's talk with Joey in Kentucky on 1027 in Kentucky. What's up, Joey? Hey, what's going on, guys? I grew up in Detroit during the Bad Boys era. I couldn't stand to see Michael Jordan on the Detroit Pistons. That's so a good one. That's, that's a good one. Wait a second. That's As a, a Pistons one. fan, you wouldn't want Michael? Yeah. Hell no. What? I hated Michael watching the Bad Boys. Uh, you know, he had to go recruit help to to win the championship. So we uh, we got him pretty good during that era. So 
I couldn't stand to see Michael Jordan play in Detroit during that era. Are you you okay? wouldn't you wouldn't want the greatest okay? basketball we player of him. all time. Guys, guys, we found him. You we found, found the one, one person the out one there who wouldn't want Michael Jordan prime, on the team. Prime MJ. Yeah, we found Joey. MJ. Congratulations, yeah. we found you. Yeah. <laughs> we found you. Know, you. you know what? He's probably a guy that picks LeBron over Michael Jordan too. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely Please. one of those. Don't even start. Yeah, he's going. He's going LeBron over Michael Jordan. There's no question about it. Remember the point of this conversation is that the Pats fans would go crazy if Brady went to the Jets. If a Jets fan today would say. Nah, I'm good. I don't want Brady. I want Zach Wilson. What is wrong with you? I don't understand that. That makes no sense at all. Like I said before, if the guy is coming from your team's rival to help your team win a championship and in the way beat your rival, then why would you not want that on your team? Was it weird for you at any point to play for the Giants and the Cowboys because of how much they hate each other? No, 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 no. It wasn't weird. Well, certainly with the bag of money that they gave me, it made it a yeah, lot less cash. weird. Yeah, the exactly. Checks cash. Checks cash. So I was just like, no, absolutely not. But I'm from New York, so it's a little bit different. Like, yeah. people could understand leaving a team, going for a division rival, if that means your guy is going back home, and if that means he's getting a hell of a lot of cash. We will hear more of these examples from you guys out there at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 <laughs> Seven seven six. That one player who could never play for that team, like Brady, for the Jets. Up next, Canty's Week 2 Power Rankings. Next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast. Featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, it is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you, Smalls and I, we're going to give you our flower rankings. <laughs> but it, what is number one in flowers? Roses, roses Rose got to be number one in the actually, flower. No, I'm, actually, a, I'm a peonies guy. I was just gonna say pe- peonies. peonies. I'm peonies. a peonies guy. I don't know, but I've never heard of that. Well, Whoa. well Google it. Oh, I, Google, I am Google not it, now qualified home, to do. Then flower take some rankings. home after work. Evan, stop by a store yeah. on the way home. Grab right? some peonies yeah. for your wife. Yeah, okay. they're beautiful. Peonies, I, yeah. I feel like if I Google this, this other things may come up here. But okay. Then don't do that. Don't do that. that. Don't do that. So we have rose and rose and peonies as the top two in the flower rankings. Here's Chris Canty with the power rankings. <laughs> All right, Javante, give me the music, man, because I can't do this without the music. Oh, oh sweet, I love sweet that. I love that music. I love that music. Here's the thing. What we know is not always so, especially going into week one of the NFL season. So last week's power rankings went as such, one to five. We had the Kansas City Chiefs, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the San Francisco 49ers. So this week, kicking it off at number five, We got the Dallas Cowboys. Now, you guys know that I've been skeptical of the Dallas Cowboys, to say the least, coming into this season. I had them outside looking into the playoffs in my preseason projections, but it's hard to ignore how good that defense was. They had two touchdowns on defense and special teams in the first quarter on their way to the largest blowout win 
in to open the season in club history. Overall, seven sacks, 23 pressures on Daniel Jones for that Cowboys defense. I still have serious questions about Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, but with the way that defense played, I don't know that those questions, those uncertainties are going to matter. Good for you. Good for you and the Cowboys. You know what? I heard Damian Woody say something, ESPN NFL analyst. Why are we going crazy on Dak Prescott, but not as much Josh Allen before the other night? Yeah. Yeah. Dak Prescott, you guys laughed at me. Dak Prescott not turning the ball over the other night looks a lot better now after what Josh it's Allen did. It's sure now does. a good it's take. Sure it's a you it's know there's sure first does. take, there's Carlin versus Joe, which we've deemed second take. I am late take. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're the first one in the building. In the right. Building. Got it. That's how that works. Keep it moving. Number four. The Kansas City Chiefs, listen, I got to knock them down a peg because of the loss to the Lions, but it's not representative of who they were because they were missing two of their best three players. Chris Jones is now back. They worked out a one-year deal, and Travis Kelsey will be back in short order. What has gone understated because of the loss to the Detroit Lions was how many young athletic contributors that the Kansas City Chiefs have on the defensive side of the ball. Case in point would be Trent McDuffie, a first-round draft pick from a couple of years ago, the guy that forced a fumble in the red zone in the second quarter. But that dude was all over the field. They've got George Karloftis. They've got Felix and and Nduke from Kansas State, another one of those Ed Rutgers that they drafted. This defense, this team is going to be a lot better later on in the season because of those guys' growth on the defensive side of the ball as they get experience. Thank God he had to say those names. (laughs) <laughs> Those were, you chose, I would have just gone Mahomes, Jones, Kelsey. They're good. You, <laughs> what did you just say? Wow. Well, I, well, listen, I know the names because I did the NFL draft. There it's, you go. It's not a, All listen, you, CC. I, I don't want to have to do that again. I did it once. We got it. Check the box. Keeping it moving. Number three, the Miami Dolphins. Woo. The Miami Dolphins. They're not a balanced offense, and it doesn't matter. It's going to be an air raid attack, and they're going to throw it to Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and company. Those guys are amazing. Braxton Barrios, also a sneaky contributor at the wide receiver spot, too. They have a lot of team speed. They might as well be a 4-1 relay team with their wide receiving core. Their speed on the offensive side of the ball makes it tough for opposing defenses to play man coverage. But if you play zone... It's a tough out because Tua's anticipation and his accuracy, again, 8.2 yards per play against the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday, by far the most explosive offense in week one league average for context was only 4.8 yards per play. But listen, this team is going to be the team that we have to view as the favorite in the AFC East. And this is a team that I think can match points and see the Kansas City Chiefs eye for eye, once we get to the second season. As long as Tua stays healthy and Tyreek Hill keeps doing what he's doing, yeah, the the Miami Dolphins are going to have something to say about who comes out of the AFC and goes to the Super Bowl. After week one, I think it's the Dolphins' division to lose. The Patriots played better than anticipated. The defense is good. I don't expect what we saw out of Josh Allen on Monday Night Football to be the standard for the season. And the Jets still have a lot of pieces around them despite losing Aaron Rodgers. I still think it's the Dolphins to lose. And Braxton Berrios with a good performance, even without Sophia Coppola. So you got to give him credit on that. Broke up with his model girlfriend there. She broke up with him. No, he's, so. he's dating the biggest influencer on TikTok now, oh, Alex who? Earl. Oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. She's huge. you got to stay current, okay? You, you, stay you stay didn't say anything about Alex Earl. Come on. He's sitting there. I'm busy what doing, team is, what I'm team is Alex Earl I'm on? Bu- is he I'm busy doing the, the list. Chargers? I'm busy doing the list, okay? Back to you, CC. All right, keeping it moving. Number two. 
The Philadelphia Eagles, good, not great start to the season against the top 10 defense from a year ago in the New England Patriots. The secondary continues to be an area of concern, but it might not matter with the defensive front playing the way that they did, especially Jalen Carter, the rookie out of Georgia, the 10th overall pick. That dude was a monster. He had a sack in that game, eight total pressures on 34 pass rush snaps. The only concern that I have for the Philadelphia Eagles outside of their secondary is how Nick Sirianni manages the game with two new coordinators. Sean Desai is is a guy that leaves something to be desired, especially with the way that that secondary is played. And then overall, the game management against the Patriots. I didn't love the decision to go forward on fourth and two at midfield to try to ice the game. I would have rather uh, uh, Nick Sirianni punted the football. But they still won. All's well that ends well. They'll continue to roll. I just don't see them running into a lot of resistance in the regular season. I think you're right to have them number two. I watched that game from start to finish. I think if you didn't know their history going to the Super Bowl last year, you'd question that pick because they they didn't look great in their win against New England. No, but they didn't play a lot of guys in the preseason either. Yeah. And New England's defense is excellent. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number one, the San Francisco 49ers. The most complete performance by any team in week one, offense, defense, and special teams. The biggest questions coming into the year was the health of Brock Purdy, the Nicky Bosa holdout, and the O-line replacing Mike McGlinchey. They put all those concerns to bed in impressive fashion, handing Mike Tomlin the most one-sided home opening loss in his 16-year tenure as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it was ugly. And so the fact that that team was as dominant as they were – as physical as they were against an organization that prides itself on physicality, I think that's one of those eye-opening performances that makes you rethink the pecking order in the NFC and in the NFL as a whole. Right now, I don't know that you can have any team except San Francisco as the best team in the National Football League. That's how good they were. And as you mentioned with the cap space situation, Evan, they have the potential There's to something get better going on. at the trade deadline. There's something they going on there. They can add to this team just That's depending scary. on what they need at the time and who falls out of the playoff chase. So San Francisco, to me, the best team in the National Football League. For those who don't know the reference of what CC is saying, Field Yates of ESPN reported over the weekend that they restructured some deals and they have about $40-plus million of cap space, Ooh. which only makes you go to the great Brian Winhorst what is going on in San Francisco? Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Right? Because the be- your number one team, not to be confused with what's the number one flower we just had? Peonies. 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 So the Niners are peonies, the Eagles are roses right now yeah. in terms of the flower and power rankings. Your number one team has $40 million of cap space this season to use. So if the Niners want to, they can call the Rams and say, Aaron Donald, please? Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to happen or that the Rams would do that, but no, they have either. the ability. When we play the Jets QB carousel game, yeah. they don't have the room to do what we've suggested, Kirk Cousins, whoever. The Niners do. They do, and that's a scary place to be. Smalls, before we go any further, with the list, any objections, any omissions? No objections. I just want to give you props for adding the Cowboys to the list after one of your preseason. That was big of me, right? Preseason oh bold predictions that, that they weren't going to make of, the that playoffs. Was big of me. But after that, was that big performance, of me. they embarrassed the Giants. I would uh, expect them to be on the list. Um, no questions and concerns other than that. But my question to you is. As we do this next week, which team do you think might be out of the top five? Ooh, that is a sneaky good question. Number three. I don't think it would no. be number three. Why? No. Who do they play? No, this they week? play the Patriots. That's uh-huh. not going to happen. It's not going to be number uh-huh. three. No. Uh-huh. no. I mean, the team that has the potential to fall off the list, I would say, is the Dallas Cowboys if they lose by mm-hmm. chance to the New York Jets. 
But I don't think any of those teams are losing in week two. I think there's one team that could fall off the list because, first of all, I think what was big of you, even though I'm not going to give you credit for coming up with a top five list like any of them are big of you, but the Chiefs, because they're already 0-1. I like that you put them in there because it would be ridiculous to dismiss them after one loss. But if they go, remember, they play, they play the Jaguars. The Jaguars would replace the Chiefs in your top five. If the Jaguars start 2-0 and and they beat the Chiefs that's an, and the Chiefs are 0-2, that's an easy switch to make. You could put the Chiefs at six in that spot. Am I ready to put the Jaguars in the top five? If they beat the Chiefs. But is it the Chiefs? Is Travis Kelsey going to play? Well, if it's not Good the Chiefs, question. they shouldn't be no, in the that, top like, five. That, but, but that, that's my point, yeah. though. Like, I, I, this, I'm, I'm projecting it based on what I think these teams will be somewhat down the road. I th- Listen. I think if the Jaguars beat the Chiefs this week, they're a number one story on Monday. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. I think we because we've all talked about Trevor Lawrence MVP. You picked them to go to the AFC title game, right? Yes, if I I'm did. not mistaken. Yes, I picked I Lawrence to be the MVP. I think they lead the flower, I mean power rankings next week. <laughs> Coming up, your phone calls. Plus, have we seen the end of Aaron Rodgers? We'll get to that next on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Come on, we got to sway, to don't we? End, to the end, I wish I had a lighter. I saw Boys to Men in concert. It's a natural. You belong to me. I belong to... Girl. Let me tell you, this ain't the end of the road for Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. He's coming back another year. You just don't realize. Whether it's Danica Patrick or Olivia Munn or Shaley Woodley, somebody else will help him through. He's coming back one more year. It's on Sportsman Like on ESPN Radio. I wish I could do the vibrato, whatever it's called, like that thing. Like the Christina Aguilera? Oh. Like the who? Yeah. Yeah. I know that's Joe to see now boys to men, but same thing. Yeah. yeah. 
How are we going to now go back to this? I just want to like sit here and That's just That's not Michelle and I's responsibility. That's your job. So figure oh, it out. Pointing it off on me. <laughs> Good luck. Tom. That's more right. right. like ESPN <laughs> Radio, presented by Progressive <laughs> Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN app. You can give us a call at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, where we are going to talk to you in a second about who can play for that team, right? All the conversation yesterday, could Tom Brady come back? Could he play for the Jets? Where we've all decided he can't play for that team, right? Cannot happen. Like, no. Derek Jeter can't play for the Red Sox. Magic Johnson can't play for the Celtics. Yadier Molina could never play for the Cubs. Who else couldn't play for who? But first, let's listen to Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee show noon until 3 Eastern time on ESPN, ESPN Plus, ESPN's YouTube, about whether or not Rodgers will go out like this. What I am hearing from people close to Aaron is he is obviously devastated. This is a very, 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 very bad morning in Aaron Rodgers' world. Aaron Rodgers put everything into this. Aaron Rodgers had a brand new body guru, was in the best shape of his life. Energy-wise, felt like he was 25 again, 26 again. Had a whole new building to kind of win over and to influence. Had a whole new fan base to impress. A whole new season, a whole new potential legacy being written in a new city for a Hall of Fame career that's already been created. He went all in for this. For it all just to disappear before even getting to reap the benefit from that, I personally, and this is with no information from Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's going to go out like that. I don't. I agree with Pat McAfee there. I don't think he's going out like that either. I think he's definitely coming back. Nah, I'd be dog, shocked, nah, shocked if he doesn't. Well, here's the thing. For all of the reasons that Pat McAfee tried to lay out as to why he would come back, those are the same reasons why I don't think he's going to get back up on that horse because that is a daunting task. The, the mental and physical energy that it takes – to indoctrinate yourself to a new city, to do that with your new teammates, to set up for success in 2023, to try to change the culture around the Jets, a franchise that's got the longest playoff drought in North American team sports, to now have to go through a years-long rehab to put yourself in position to be ready for 2024, I just don't see him wanting to do that going into his age 41 season. And then Smalls, on top of that, he's probably not going to feel like himself. Players that have had that injury in the past – Say it usually takes two years, and the difference between them and Rodgers is those guys are doing that rehab in their 20s or early 30s. This dude is in his 40s. So I just don't see it as a realistic possibility that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back because essentially he would be a shell of himself going into 2024. It's a tall task. The rehab, the mental part of the rehab is probably just as difficult as the physical Hell part yeah, of the is. rehab. But who keeps receipts and wants to prove people wrong more than Aaron Rodgers. This is somebody who, as Pat McAfee just outlined very well, poured everything he had into this next chapter, not only to go out and win another championship and pad his resume, but to prove that he could do it, to prove that he was right, to prove why he wanted to get out of Green Bay. And I just can't see it ending like this, guys. I really cannot. It feels unwritten. It feels like he's got unfinished business. Natasha you know Bettingfield why, you know, style? You, you know why I think people feel like it, you, you can't see it ending this way? Because it would be so unfair to the player. It would be so unfair given everything that Aaron Rodgers has poured into this year. This guy gave $35 million in guaranteed money back to the franchise. Who does that? He did everything right. nobody, Nobody does that. He's done everything right, and it just seems so unjust, the fact that he would go out this way and really, predictably, the way that people thought if he would get hurt, the reason why would be the offensive line. We said that that was going to be the deficiency, the quote-unquote Achilles heel, no pun intended, 
to this team's season success. Right. And, and uh, I just I just don't see it as a I don't see it as a real possibility that he's going to be able to work his way all the way through the rehab and come back and be or, you know be representative or or have a performances have performances that are you know representative of who he has been in the past. I just don't see that as a possibility just because I know how hard that rehab process is going to be for him. In its simplest form, they also have a Super Bowl team, caliber team. They have a great roster sure. that if they can upgrade in the offseason on the offensive line. Let's talk to Raymond in Florida listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Raymond? Raymond, is that you? Good morning. Good no, morning, no, I'm the same, Raymond. Yeah, I'm Go here. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, sir, I'm my boy, Michelle, good morning. <laughs> Evan and Chris, if you sing again, I'm going to report you. <laughs> 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 hey, but listen, there's two players. Michael Jordan coming to my Knicks, but scratch that one. Aaron Rodgers cannot play for my Bears. Ooh. Good one. Thank That's you for the one. phone call. That's, That's a really good one. one. That's, That's a good one. one. You know, good Favre one. did it with the Vikings. We all know that Favre ultimately played for the Vikings. We know he wanted to play for the Vikings when leaving the, the Packers, had to go a pit stop Jets, in, yeah. in New York and New Jersey with the Jets. That's a good – Rodgers could never play for the Bears. Yeah, Rodgers, that could never happen. But just one more thing on the Aaron Rodgers bit and him coming back for 2024. We all do realize that there aren't a lot of quarterbacks that have been able to come back and have success in their 40s. Like, it's not Tom Brady. It's not Drew Brees. There have only been five quarterbacks to have played and won a playoff game in their 40s. It's George Blander, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Vinny Testaverde, and I'm missing one. Drew Brees, Brady, Blanda, and Vinny. Vinny, Vinny, that's four, yeah. Vinny Testaverde, there's five, actually. Oh, five, you said. Yeah, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. That's the list. I mean, so the odds are against Aaron Rodgers – coming back and putting a happy ending on this story a year from now in 2024 and having it be mission accomplished for the Jets. Coming up, Jerry Jones said what about Dak Prescott exactly? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.